I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. Back in June of 2020, Chris, alongside Brandon Willey, founder and CEO of Howand, shared their expertise in a webinar for the Arizona Commerce Authority Small Business Bootcamp. The session was all about boosting sales and returning stronger to the market after reopening up post-COVID. Although we are a year in from this session, there is still some incredible insight to be learned from this chat, no matter which stage of quote-unquote reopening your business is at. This episode is part three of four. You know, and so when, when we think about social media engagement, you know, what we've been really talking about so far is using social media for, for ads uh, as a platform to deliver ads. And you really have to do both. Um, so if you're, um, you need to be running ads, uh, if you have that budget, you should be running ads that are, that are out there that are engage your, your customer. They're going to give them a, a call to action to either come to your website or sign up or come in, whatever that might be, or purchase something like a gift card in advance. Um, but you also have to engage um, as part of your community. Um, you want to be, you want to show that you're actually invested in the community, similar to um, now. Granted, that was an ad, but that painter that Chris gave an example. Um, it was very clear that he's living and working in that community, and Chris engaged with them and ended up doing a deal with them uh, to do that. And, and granted, he he leveraged that post and made it an ad, but he's still showing and engaging as a as a community member. And then you really want to just make sure that when you are putting stuff out there, it's not self-promotional. Um, you can use your ads to be self-promotional. Um, you, when you're engaging with content, you want to provide content that is resourceful, uh, that it adds value, um, shows that you're, <laughs> that you actually are human, that you're not just some cold business that's just looking for money, um, you know, that, that you're actually connected and part of you know, your kids going to similar schools, um, you know, in some of the same schools that your, your customers' kids are going to. Um, and you just want to provide value through entertainment as well. Uh, the key thing is just to make sure that that whatever you're doing is uh, engaging with that, uh, you know, with your with your you know community who's following you. So <laughs> we're gonna make a hard hard turn right around the corner um, to to talk about uh, pricing and packaging as a way to really begin to uh, leverage and boost sales. Um, this first and foremost. Right now, um, and I put it as a last bullet point, it really should be the first bullet point, customers are going to forgive a lot right now, um, especially the, the, the customers that are first now coming out and, and coming and visiting businesses. Um, they're just ready to get out into the world again. Um, they wanna do it in a safe way, um, but they're just ready to have experiences and, and, and make purchases and everything else. And so now's a great time to experiment with your pricing and packaging. Um, you know, think about ways that you can, especially given your limited capacity. So we work with a lot of businesses that require human beings actually in the facilities. So whether it's entertainment or food and beverage or health and beauty or, you know, kind of leisure based things, um, it requires, you know, human, you know, you know, humans being sitting there uh, and requires decent capacity for them to actually hit the numbers that they need to hit in order to be viable. 
Um, so when you can't because of social distancing, you have to find ways to increase the value of each one of the customer guest spend or guest visits. So think about ways that you can bundle or package different offerings that you might have together. So whether that's a, um, you know, a family meal pack, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of our, our restaurant customers did this when they were, um, when they were open for delivery or open for takeout, they had specific family packages and they, they trimmed down their menu and then just had specific items that, that had a larger uh, ticket price, uh, but also had great repeatability that they could do within their kitchens. Um, so that was just one way that they thought about bundling, maybe create some sort of unlimited offering. And it doesn't have to be unlimited while they're all there. It could be something where, hey, for the next month, come in as many times as you want and get X, whatever that X is. You know, come in and get a free Coke or come in and get, um, you know, a, uh, you know, a touch up on your nails or on your eyebrows or whatever that might be. Um, but provide some sort of unlimited offer. They're paying for it, but they're paying for potentially a month's worth of service and coming in. And then look for ways that once they're actually on site um, and they've came Maybe they pre-purchase something or they, they reserve and you know that they're probably going to spend, you know, 35, 40, 50 dollars, let's say, on, on a meal. Find ways to then upsell to, to you know, add additional value um, and then provide value adds as well. Um, what, this, what this might mean is, uh, you know, let's say, uh, you know, you're, you're a family entertainment center, you're bowling. You know, Chris used the bowling example earlier. Um, you know, you're a bowling uh, alley. And, um, and you want to bring people in, go bowling, but then you're going to do a value add. So come in, spend $20 on bowling, but then you're going to get a $5 game card to play in the arcade for free. So find ways to add value that doesn't necessarily decrease or show discounts or, or decrease your overall gross margin. Um, and then think through possibilities of potentially increasing your prices, either permanently or for a period of time, um, or find ways to create certain types of surcharges or um, you know, one, one of our customers successfully did this where she just built in while she was, uh, especially during takeout periods of time, just built in a 20% gratuity. And, and I think she might've called it a COVID fee or something like that. Um, but she actually added a particular, like, and customers were willing to do that. One, because they wanted to support her and, and her business in the community, but also because they understood that you know, she's, she's got to find ways, she's providing a value right now that she didn't have to necessarily do. She could just have been totally shut down. So think through how you might adjust your packaging and pricing. You do potentially decrease right now because you really want to get that foot traffic in. And then you think through additionally promotions. Now promotions are typically, I think, misconstrued with deals or offers, those kind of things. The term promotions is just something you want to promote. What are you offering? What do you want to promote out there? Is there an opportunity to have private or VIP events? So for example, if you're going to have reduced hours, you open up your, your restaurant, if your restaurant for uh, two hours before noon and, and offer it to, a, a, uh, to you know, a small private event that's you know, under 10 people or under eight people? Um, do you have a VIP event? Do you use certain parts of your facility in order to have different things? Um, you know, or invite a music artist and invite your, your top 10 most loyal customers in for a private, uh, a private music event and food or whatever that might be. So think creatively about things that you could then leverage, use to promote out and across the different ads channels that, that Chris talked about earlier. Uh, you also want, again, we talked about value ads. Uh, so there's ways you can give that value while they're on site, but you can also provide that value ad for the next time. So spend $20 with us now, and then here's a, here's a coupon for $5 on your next visit. Um, so you, now you're incentivizing to come back in, but the consumer just got that, uh, that added value. And obviously, 
obviously $5 is under what they're typically going to spend. So they're going to spend more once they're on site already because they've already got that $5 of value from you. So uh, think through areas in that front. And then you've got to provide the ability for consumers to buy gift cards. Uh, most of you likely have the ability to buy those gift cards while they're on site through your point of sale. It's a physical card they're going to go home with. But you also want to give them the ability to purchase that gift card digitally uh, while they're sitting on their home or they're sitting, you know, in their uh, in, in their you know on their couch scrolling through, and then they see an ad. They say, "Oh, that sounds that looks awesome." Oh, hey, gift card. I, oh, I want to go visit that place. They can buy that gift card right away, right from their phone, and then come in and redeem that later. If you do go down the discounting route, which again is a great way to drive people in the door and increase that foot traffic and, and the velocity, um, you want to give at least 20% off uh, or, or some other high perceived value if you are going to discount. Now, a lot of people say, hey, I don't want to discount. That's not the way I, I want to do my brand. Well, then find other ways to provide a similar value to the consumer uh, that they see that's going to drive them to take action on something right away. Um, and then scaling incentives sometimes works as well. So, hey, 20% off at this price point. So let's say $20, 20% off. But if you spend $35 with us, you'll get 25% off. But spend 50, you'll get 30% off. Give them that scaling incentive that obviously works for you economically. So you want to do the math. Um, but uh, give them different options to purchase as well. Somebody might go for that. You know, give them $100 at 30% off. Shoot, they might go for that $100. And the great thing about uh, gift cards, especially if you're selling, giving big discounts on dis gift cards, we all know about breakage. 80% 80, 80 of people typically come and redeem, which means you've got 20% breakage, which means there's about 20% of customers who are not ever going to redeem that gift card. So you know that if you can, you can provide at least a 20% discount on a gift card sale, just, and, and that's essentially a wash, and you come out, you know, out break-even on that type of offering. And lastly, you just really want to make whatever it is super clear what the consumer is getting, really concise, and then make it an easy call to action. You're trying to capture an impulse on that consumer, whether they saw an ad, um, a digital ad where Chris was doing it, but give them something quick and easy way to, to take action on that ad um, and purchase something or claim a coupon that's going to get them to come in the door. I want to reiterate something Brandon's saying here because there are a lot of risks with adjusting your pricing or discounts or people saying, well, they got that deal and I didn't get that deal or whatever. Right now, all bets are off. This is like, this is the time that there is so much leeway to be able to play with these things and turn these levers and people are very understanding. So if you were afraid to disrupt things before, think of this as I get to try anything. I was really excited about this a couple months ago. We shifted Trainual signups where half of them went to not putting in a credit card for their trial and the other half are putting in their credit card, which is what we've always done. We were afraid to make that change and it was like March, April gave us the permission to finally make that change and test it out. So I see Richard mention AB testing. Absolutely. If there's things you can test, it probably works better digitally when people aren't standing at the register next to each other, but definitely AB test your messaging. And, uh, and that's something we've done. But there's ways to AB test. Um, sorry, sorry. Just, I want to, on the AB testing, there's ways to do that non-digitally as well. I mean, again, all of our customers are brick and mortar merchants. You can try one week, you try one thing and then one pricing packaging, the next week you do it something different or one day and like Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's this type of pricing Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, it's this type of pricing and see where people come in um, on what days and, and what your, what your, uh, your overall guest spend is on those days. Andy, what were you going to say? 
Yeah, I mean, both of you are wonderful founders of software companies, and we, you know, take experimentation very, very seriously in building a software company. Can you guys spend just a little bit of time on the concept as a whole of why it's so important to experiment, measure, test, and then move on to the things that are working that are not working? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, you know, I first saw this idea, I think it was Zach, uh, from Coplex that presented on experimentation. Some of you might know him. And the, the idea is it, it's really become part of our culture. Everything that we do, we're running a test. And at the beginning of that test, it's there's a hypothesis that's, you know, this is going to do this for the business. And so we run the test, whether it's a new ad channel, a podcast we sponsor, a type of creative we put out, and then we measure how did that perform against the things we were doing last week or the things we were doing simultaneously at the same time. And if you're doing this week over week over week, then you're constantly getting a better more clear lens on what works for your business. The, like, how do you attract customers? Well, let's try to get them from here and try to get them from here. Where did we get more from? You know, let's set up a referral program. Do we get more from businesses or more from our customers? Well, let's double down on that effort. I think if you think about experimentation as just a constant testing and refinement of your strategy, from marketing to sales scripts to how you answer the phone, you know, like everything is a test. So constantly iterate. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's exactly right. And one of the, the only ways that you're going to know, and Chris mentioned it just briefly, the only way you're going to know is by collecting data on what actually did work and what didn't. And so starting off with the assumption, but what you, how you think this is going to work out and then testing those assumptions. Um, is is incredibly important, and so um, you know if if it doesn't matter whether you validated it or invalidated it, you're trying to find uh, we call what we call validated testing internally. Um, so we're trying to validate our assumptions, um, and but you've got to be able to collect and track that data. So if you have two different channels going, well, you need to know where when somebody actually fills out the lead form, which channel they're coming from. Just as an example. Or like you mentioned, the you know if you've got a restaurant and you're doing a family takeout package or something, have two offers and which one is getting more sales at the end of the week. Now let's yep. focus on that one for the next week and test it against a third variant. So if you just keep doing that, you keep getting better. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you wanna connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.